Jowson, sweetie, please drop that beat to start the show. The Romantic Truth Podcast extends a loving and warm welcome to listeners in celebration of our sixth year of the show. We wish you a promising 2024. Please be advised that due to the language, subject matter, and topics of the show, adults 18 years of age and older are highly recommended for this content. Uninterrupted and commercial-free listening. Now, since all of that is over, I would like to take this opportunity and introduce you to the host of Romantic Truth, Jaosan in Las Vegas. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Romantic Truth. I'm Jaosan, your host, and... We have another exciting show for you today. They're keeping it real here in Vegas, baby. Yeah, hope everybody's doing well. Oh boy, here we go. Curtis writes the following. I wish there was some way that men could defend themselves when it comes down to women that will use them for materialistic things. I took a lady out last night that spent over $600. Let me rephrase that. I spent over $600. Sushi, movie, dancing, karaoke. I didn't get a kiss out of it. I was able to walk her to her door. She shook my hand. Said she had a wonderful time. And we should do this again. And I asked her, would I have to spend $600 again? She chuckled and said, that's the premium price to go out with her. I wish there was some way that men could get even with women like this. Hmm. Now, Curtis, I took this into consideration. And let me tell you what would happen in another world. How about if they were actually sentenced in court? But not just any court, no. Virtual court. You know, like they had to do during COVID. Let's take a walk back in history, shall we? Will the defendant please rise for sentencing upon the authority of this court and within compliance with the verdict from the jury, ma'am, you are to be sentenced to 200 years of dick restriction Whoa, years, on count really, one, a felony. Calm down, I got this. Fuck Don't interrupt the judge. Dude over a good man. Count two is for the charge of bullshitting in the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth degree to take the defendant this out to five-star restaurants. The statute requires 150 bitch. years for I'm each count as felonies to run right consecutively to, to the aforementioned count Will one. you shut the fuck up and let the judge finish? The last thing you need is more time. Sorry, judge. Count three. The execution of discriminatory act against fucking ugly and unsightly men. This is a class A felony that carries a minimum sentence of 1,950 years. Count three is to run concurrently with counts one and two. Therefore, you are banned from the consumption and or pleasure of penis throughout the duration of the 1,950-year sentence, or unless parole is granted in the year 3001 AD. 
Henceforth, the court reprimands you to the custody of the state to serve your sentence of life without dick. Judge, I have insufficient counsel and want a mistrial. Fuck it. Okay, send me to a men's prison. My public defender has an OnlyFans page and she's selling pussy on the low. Get your hands off me. Judge, you gonna let all this good pussy go to waste? Hell, I can give you some if you let me go. Judge, please, I don't want to eat no pussy. Help. Mama, I'm church-going woman, and I'm lactose intolerant. I'm allergic to prison food. I sold Girl Scout cookies until I was 25. Juror number seven has a video on Pornhub. I haven't masturbated for a year. Uh, I... Your Honor, I plan to appeal this sentence because it is excessive and punitive. My client didn't get a fair trial. You mean to tell me she is being punished for not fucking broken, ugly men? Be reasonable? No dick for the remainder of her natural life? All right. Hope everybody's doing well. And Curtis, I hope that makes you feel better if anything else, fella. I know it must be tough having to go and deal with some of those rugged situations. $600, dude. She saw you coming. Ouch. That's all I can say. All right. We're going to get to the topic of the day. Threats of exes to new love interests. That's right. There are some people out there that are deathly afraid of a person's ex. They're afraid of the ex probably coming back like a ghost or a zombie or in some kind of way influencing the relationship. And we're going to discuss some of the things that people may find concerning when it comes down to exes. So let's take a look at some of these, shall we? Number one is feelings. Now, they're talking about the feelings for the ex by the new partner that someone is actually starting a date. How do they feel about their ex? Is it still a situation where there's some emotionally unresolved issues? Do they miss them? Do they talk about them a lot? These are things that might have to be considered because a lot of times when people do this, they're actually not ready for a relationship. What they're doing is they're actually just substituting another individual for that person. More looks like a stand-in lover than anything else. And that, of course, can be rather challenging. The next one, biases. This one has to do with certain things that they might have liked about their ex that they may not like about you. And therefore, they may judge you on that premise as to make you feel inferior, not make you uh, feel as though you're good enough for them. And usually what happens with something like this is snowballs. It's not something that just stays static. So it's going to gain momentum as you start to date this person. It's like they find one chink in the arm and they're like, okay, let the, all of the arm is broken. None of it's good. Now, comparisons. That's the next one. When they start comparing you, comparing you to their ex, your relationship 
it started off on a really bad note. You're in bad shape when that happens. Because at this point, they're not even giving you a chance. They're basically saying, my ex was good, you're bad or different. You don't qualify to the same level that my ex did. And so therefore, it's unfair to you. And what you're actually getting into is a situation that's a no-win situation whatsoever. You pretty much have lost before you even started. Now, unfortunately, some people will wear themselves out trying to measure up to the expectations of that person by comparison to the ex. Take for instance, you start dating this person and they say something like, maybe, you know, you need to wear your hair longer. Okay, but they're not saying that for your benefit. They're saying that because it will make them more appreciative of what they had with their ex. Women do this all the time with men about the way they dress, hairstyles, that kind of thing. So be mindful of this. Alliances. What I mean by alliances here, you may have friends going in and you're dealing with this person that has exes. And of course, going in, they may have alliances with constituents or friends that the ex may have had. And so, therefore, they're the news feeders. They're the gossip column. They're going to go and tell this person's ex every flaw, everything about it. And the sad thing about it is your partner is still going to be a part of that alliance. And here's what you have to realize. When that starts to happen, and it starts to bleed into your relationship, when their friends of that alliance start comparing you to that person's ex, problems are on the horizon. Because then it's going to be good versus evil with you being the evil one, as they see it. Boundaries. Now, in this case, most people have boundaries that are static, meaning that no matter who they date, the boundaries are the same. Or they may make exceptions for their ex. This happened to me a couple of times. I was on a date with a woman one night. She saw her ex. She ran over dude and gave him a full mouth kiss. And then turned around and said, oh, this is my friend so-and-so. I was a friend. And she was hugging on his arm. And I'm like, what the fuck? We supposed to be out on a date and you up here mouth kissing this fool? Open mouth kiss. And she wondered why I didn't kiss her at the end of the date. I don't know, why are you so insecure? I'm not insecure, shit. I don't know where his mouth been. He probably ate some pussy before he kissed you. Oh, don't say nothing like that. Well, he probably did. You don't know. I don't spread that shit to me. Mm-mm. But there's some people that will do that because not everybody has the same set of rules, standards, and boundaries, right? Now, these boundaries can also mean things such as You may be dating this person. They may be sleeping with their ex. 
and it's well within their boundaries as they see it. But when I'm with my ex, I'm with my ex. When I'm with you, I'm with you. And this is one of the things I have to deal with with women I date. Even though I'm close to all my exes, for the most part, or the majority of them at least, the one thing that I reassure them on and let them know, they're exes for a reason. And they'll tell you, I have no interest in him. But they're good people. But again, you have to have hard boundaries for them. Let's see here. The next one is uh, expectations. Now, this is another tough one because just because they might have had a good ex in the past, they may say, well, hell, since the ex was so good, this is going to be the expectation of every person I date. It could be whether they're wealthy. It could be whether they had a certain personality, whatever. What you have to realize is that everybody it should be judged on their own merit. Some people just don't have the capacity to be like other people. You have to accept that. But there are some people who will not. They're going to try to force the hand of that person to be like their ex. And that's when they make their mistake. And they wonder why they fall short in relationships a lot of times. I don't understand him. You know, my ex was like that. Why can't he be like that? Or maybe he is his own man. It shouldn't be like that. But that is something else. <sighs> Visitations. This is very important. Now, the reason why I say this is because there are some exes that may have a very, very casual friendship or relationship with people. So you start dating this person, you're at their apartment, you're preparing dinner or something like that. Then all of a sudden, a key comes in the door and it's his ex-girlfriend. Or it could be her ex-boyfriend or ex-husband. This may be kind of unsettling, being that this person has access to come in at any time they so desire because they have a key. Now, I know there are cases where you have children and that kind of thing, but I want you to think about it for a moment. You guys could be indisposed. Now, usually people have rules. And one of the rules, of course, is that you're supposed to call before you come over. Two things you got to realize. There are two types of people that will not call before they come over. Obsessive people and angry people. And so, if an ex falls in one of those categories, you might have a problem. So, be careful on that. And another thing about giving keys to exes and to even your partner to your police, you better watch it. Because a couple of people have written to this show. One guy did that. And the woman and her brother cleaned him completely out. Took all this shit. Took everything. So you may want to watch that. Because you might not know that person well enough to give them a key. Even though you think you know them well enough. 
because you're sleeping with them. That doesn't mean you know them well enough. That means that you can sleep with them well enough. So, you just want to keep an eye on that, for sure. Uh, let's carry on. Those are the little mutts in the background barking. All right. Because uh, of boundaries, expectations. We did comparisons, of course. Visitation. And the next thing is going to be revisions. Now, what are revisions? These are things that they're trying to correct with you that happened with their ex. So rules that they didn't have in place for their ex, they're putting them in place for you. And you may see them to be sometimes kind of awkward, unnecessary, um, remedial, stupid. You might want to ask why. And a lot of times what it comes down to is is something that they didn't cover in that relationship. But for them to try to revisit it now, they're a day late and a million dollars short. So remind them of that. Hey, you know, I know you want you know, me to do all this shit, but you got to face it. You got got already. <laughs> and you're not going to get me. You'll lose me before you get me. Kind of want to explain that to them. Now, another thing. The ex's influence is a big factor here as well. This is something that scares a lot of people away when they start dating people and they start talking about their exes, especially if they haven't had that much distance from the ex. Usually two to three years is about the best distance if they were married, six months if they were in a relationship. Depending on how long the relationship was, I would venture to say a month for every year in a relationship for marriage, at least a minimum of two to three. Because by that time, they should have gotten things put in place. Past life is another one. Now, what this has to do with, and I've seen this happen before because it's happened to me. I dated a lady one time and it was a catch-22. I didn't know she was doing this until maybe a couple months after I got started dating. She had an ex that she would still go out dancing with. She would still go out to dinner and all of these other things, like the good old days, so to speak. And she still wanted to have that experience, but yet she wanted to go out with me because I was going to more of the edgier places, more of the newer places. And finally, I'll never forget one evening, I came over to pick her up. She was dressed to the nines. And then I see dude there and I asked her, I said, well, what's going on? She's like, oh, well, I'm sorry, but yeah, I'm, I'm going out dancing tonight. I said, well, we're supposed to go dancing. I know, but I said, well, have a nice night. And she was like, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, we, we're gonna make it up. We, why don't you come by tomorrow? We could go, uh, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. She never saw me again. And she was ringing the phone off the hook. Are you upset? Are you mad? Got no time, no bullshit like that, lady. Go somewhere and fuck yourself. I'm gonna wait around, hear the bullshit. But some of them will do that. They get caught up in certain aspects of the lifestyle of the past, 
and try to bring them forward so they could have their cake and eat it too. They got to make a decision. Those people that are indecisive, as I told you before, should make you nervous in a relationship. The next one is reference. What do I mean by reference? Reference is they validate everything you do or qualify it by the actions of their ex. So if their ex didn't do it, then as they see it, it may not be so valid. When they start going back doing that shit, it's about time for you to say, hey, you know what? Are we living in the past or the future? Because they will constantly cross-reference the ex. I talk about a lot, I talk a lot about Monica and my exes on this show. When I'm in a relationship, I don't bring none of that shit up. And the reason for that is her time with me, whomever I'm with. On the show, it's my time with you, a global audience. So I share. But some people don't quite get that concept. We'll talk more in just a moment. This dude's name, he wrote me this email, but I'm not going to read it. D-A, comma, Q-U-A-N-D, hyphen, A-N-D-R-E, with the accent mark, the quandary. You folks won't have enough, because I'm going to tell you. If I was making headstones, I'd make a shitload of money off of ghetto names. I would charge extras for apostrophes. I would charge extra for damn hyphens. Home lots and everything else. Let's carry on. The next one. Familiarity. That is another challenge. Now, why is the challenge of familiarity important? Well, it gets to a point where the person wants to basically customize the relationship like the past one was. They want to take everything in it and make it just like it was before. It's like a relationship makeover, nothing different. And they want you to be a willing participant. Just like they've scripted a movie. Access. Now, what I mean by access, let me tell you how this happens. I'll give you an example. I was going to set up a date with a lady. Her ex called as we were talking. So she told me to hang on. She switched over to her ex. Now, this woman didn't come back. I waited for about five minutes. She calls me back about an hour later. Yeah, honey, that was just me and my ex. We were just talking about the good old times, blah, 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 blah. She's going on. I said, oh, so you forgot about me. No, it wasn't I forgot about you. It's just that um, we were just reminiscing and he was telling me what was going on in his life and all of it. I'm like, "Mm, okay. Well, you know what? 
I think what we need to do is uh, probably schedule our date for maybe day after tomorrow instead of tomorrow night because it's something I got planned for myself. Okay. What she had planned was she was going out to dinner with her. I found that out through her daughter. It's amazing how teenage kids like to snitch when they don't get what they want. I didn't even ask for it. Got over there a couple of days later. Jordan told me straight up, he said, yeah, mom went out with my dad and they're trying to make things work again. I said, well, what the fuck am I in it? That's what I'm asking myself, but I didn't ask her that. And she said, you might as well move on. She always does this with men. To this day, her mother doesn't know why I never came back. Kids are amazing. They're a good source for intel, let me tell you. And don't let them get pissed off at parents. Boy, they can talk. Now, the other thing you have to worry about is reassurance. Look, there are going to be some insecure people that you're going to meet. You may have exes. Reassurance is where you've got to spend a lot of time with that new person. Especially if your exes have an active role in your life. For instance, you're co-parenting. Or you and your ex become platonic friends. And once they understand that, then it can, it can work. What I tried to do throughout the years was keep my exes separate from each other. And it was like every time I got a new girlfriend, for some fucking reason, to this day, I don't know what it is, the new girlfriend and the ex will become buddies. Then my ass will be left out. Literally. They'd be going to Disneyland and doing all other kind of shit. I had to fight to even have time with my own woman. It was an inconvenience at first. But what I realized was that a lot of the women became comfortable because they were friends and I, they posed no threat to our relationship. Even the one thing that I will tell you fellas, your new woman gets with an ex, your ex is going to give her the playbook on your ass. That's something you have to watch. Exes and mothers will get a playbook away. Sometimes, especially mothers. If they really like her, <laughs> shit, it doesn't take much for you to become the bad guy if you fucking up. Let's go on. The next one. The nexus. The nexus is the connection. The connection between you and your ex. It could be kids. It could be that you guys have bought property together, cars together, that kind of shit. That's the reason why I never ventured into nothing that because the one thing I didn't want to do was to be bound by the hip to somebody financially that I wasn't married to. And plus, I didn't want it to be awkward just in case they decided to want to get relationships and get married. Which the majority of my exes are married now. Met their husbands, went to their weddings, ate their cake, stole a couple of pieces. 
It was a cheesecake. They knew it was going to get fucked up. But that's part of the territory. But overall, though, the main thing to keep in mind with the Nexus, know what it is. Know what that connection is. The best kind of uh, connection I can tell you would just be kids or being amicable friends. Anything else, you're taking a big risk. Now, I'm going to tell you something else that can be a nexus, too. And I've seen this shit happen. I was dating a lady. And one of her ex-boyfriends became her mother's favorite. She basically called him her son. And old girl couldn't stand it. And so, whenever he would come to visit her mom her mother would call her to let her know that he was coming over. Now, mom didn't like me. Oh, he's more of a city slicker. But see, mama wanted somebody that, baby, I need for you to go to the store for me and get 99 items. And he is $20. <laughs> and that's what he was doing. He was being the gopher. You got to watch yourself on that, fellas. But, you know, he was being cordial and respectful, I'm sure. Possessions. This is a big issue. A lot of women will either throw away or give back gifts when she's getting ready to get serious in a relationship or marry. There are other women out there that will have a pre-qualifier to the guy that they're with. Such as rings, jewelry, that kind of thing. Women usually don't give those back. Some do. Photos they usually destroy, put in storage, put them in another place like the girlfriend's house, destroy them. It depends. Fellas, one thing to keep in mind. If she's getting married and she puts all of her shit that two of you had together in storage or something like that that's a good possibility just in case things don't work out she might come back and give you a second look later on a woman that is making a choice to move forward all that shit's gone she ain't wasting her time she's not going to go back on nostalgia she'll have the memories in her head and that's it now talk about another thing hardship illnesses and setbacks you may find you may have a partner starting out things are going good and all of a sudden one of their exes is having a financial hardship or an illness and then before you know it you know they're qualifying the reason why they're helping them <laughs> now this is where you got to be very careful. They can have an ex that's down on their luck financially, for instance. And you may see that it's a black hole when it comes down to putting money in this person because all they're doing is fucking it up. There's a sense of guilt that's probably still going on with that individual keep doing what they're doing with that person. 
then I'm not let go. And let me tell you something, fellas. Don't get too involved in trying to help her with that shit. If she's at a point where she's missing work in order to take him to doctor's appointments and he has kids and other people in his family and other friends that could do it, or that shit's voluntary, and nine times out of ten, it has to do with some sort of guilt that she has. And usually it's because she left him or broke up with him and he was down in his luck or hurt or sick. In other cases, you can still be in love with them to a certain capacity. If you watch the movie, um, not a family that prays together, but um, one of the Tyler Perry movies, I forgot what the name was, when uh, Jill Scott was playing the um, the wife that was taking care of the guy who was died of cancer, he treated her like shit throughout their marriage. After the divorce, she was still committed to him to help him, which created a ripple in the relationship with her and her new husband. This is the kind of shit I'm talking about. See, this is where women have to learn you don't go independently to help an ex-male after you've split. You go as a couple, as a team with your new man, if you're going to do that. But first, you got to get a buy-in from him. When you go independent or solo like that, a sneak, he's thinking you're fucking. That's just the way it goes. Fellas, same thing with women. Some of y'all try to be slick. Next thing. Residual family. And what this means is that your family. That's, well, let me restate that. The family of the person that you're dealing with who had the ex, they may thought of the world of the ex that your partner had. They may be the one making a comparison between you and that other person. And there's a good possibility this deck is stacked against you. So they do the comparison and contrast. Might start out with someone, oh yeah, he looks just like so-and-so. Yeah, just like so-and-so. He talks just like so-and-so. And I like so-and-so because he was this, and he had that, and he had this. And shit, before you know it, you would literally have to convert yourself into so-and-so in order to be respected, liked, or even tolerated in that surrounding. Be careful on that just to help you out there. And the next ones. Status updates. Some people hang on to their exes for status updates. You know, I've always told you about the bullshit about keeping up with the Joneses. Well, just because they've broken up doesn't mean that everything is cool. It could very well be that it's a pissing contest still. They want to keep in touch with that ex to see how far they have progressed. And they may try to put their relationship in tandem with the ex's relationship to keep pace or to outpace. 
then this may come into a pissing contest where they say, well, see, you should stay with me. Look what you missed. Look what I've accomplished since you. You didn't hold me down. You didn't keep me back. So, you got to watch for that too because that's unnecessary. You get in something like that, you're in a pretty fucked up situation. Now, this is one that I ran into in my relationships. What is called ex-coaching. I was with a new lady. And one of my exes contacted me. And when I was single, she'd invite me over to dinner with her family and so forth. Well, I told my new date about the situation with my ex and her husband and how they were like friends, but we, you know, they respected the fact that I'm in a relationship. I respect the fact that they're married, that kind of thing. So we didn't have any kind of conflict. Well, she said, well, why don't we go and meet them? I would love to meet them. First time I've ever had a woman that was happy to meet an ex. So we go down to Orange County. And, you know, we pair off. I hang out with her husband. We go and have a cigar and watch a fucked up football game, college football game. So sometimes you'll run into that ex-coaching. We're going to talk more in just a moment. You know, it's crazy. Um, I was reading the email here. I'm not going to read it out because I didn't get permission to read it. But this person that this lady, I mean, I had a crush on her. We back in the day. And now. Fuck. I mean, she was thick and healthy back then. Now. Yeah, she falls down, she'll bounce. Must have been under a lot of stress. I'll talk to her later and see what's going on. Anyway, let's see where we were here. Residual family. And we did uh, the coaching. Right, ex-coaching. Scroll down here a bit. And the next one. X warnings. This is one that you have to also look for. Now, an X warning is basically they want to advise you of something that may happen in a relationship that could impact you negatively. This is not uncommon. This is the reason why I would tell you when you meet someone and the ex is talking shit or mouthing off, you might want to let some of that just register temporarily just to make sure that it's not valid. Because if it is valid, you need to go. Just telling you. Some people do it, of course, out of uh, spite. But a lot of times it could actually be a heads up that will help you out. 
Now, another thing you need to observe, treatment of excess. And with this, what you're looking for is to see how they treat excess, how they talk about them. What are their perception of them? And remember one thing, in order for that person to have been an ex, they had to be with them at some point, right? So, it's not a situation where they walk away with their hands clean. They're just as responsible for whatever negative they say about you. You're co-signed to it. All right. Here's the other thing. Reassurances, such as the ex has moved on. This is very important. And that's one thing I like about all of my exes. All of them moved on. That's a good thing. And it worked out better. And what's funny for me is that all of the exes that I have that I keep in touch with are those women that broke up with me. The ones that I broke up with? <clears throat> nope. That's a good thing. It's a really good thing. So the one thing to keep in mind is that the exes that have moved on is less threatening to your new partner. Now, here's another thing that people do. And let me tell you something, when people find out about this shit, they get angry. I know I did. There was a guy that used to always hang around this lady I was going out with. We had gone out for about maybe, I say a month or so. And he would just pop up at the house and she'd call him her cousin and all this other shit. <laughs> she and dude had a five-year relationship, live-in relationship together. What I found out was from one of her neighbors. She and her neighbor couldn't get along. And the whole time I'm sitting up there like a dumbass, thinking I had an exclusive relationship. So, you have to watch it, fellas. Sometimes they'll say they're a friend. <laughs> That's the reason why I tell you not to take it seriously. When a woman tells you, oh, I don't fuck my friends, you may want to put a question mark beside that. What type of friends? All right, let's go on here. As I told you before, people will keep in touch with exes for status updates. Locations and venues. Locations and venues. What that means is like what happened with the old girl when I went down to Orange County. She told her about all the places that we had gone out on dates, which put that in her head and she asked for the same thing. A couple of things about taking women out to places that you have frequented with other women. Get in good with the wait staff. And another thing about the wait staff, have them to always address you and they don't need to know her name unless she gives it to them. 
that's going to help you in the long run because you don't want to wind up like I did one night. Took Monica to this one damn restaurant. There was another restaurant that took a lady by the name of Bethany too. I took her there. Oof. It was about two or three months before Monica and I started dating. And this lady says, she doesn't look like Bethany. Oh, you have a new girlfriend? I'm like, oh, shit. I was just sitting there and I'm saying to myself, Francis, you're the fourth bill. She said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, that's all right. <laughs> She's a wonderful waitress. But yeah, Monica jumped in my ass with hip boots that night. So who's this lady? I want to see a picture of her. Why you want to see a picture of her? I said, that's the past, that's old stuff. It must be new because she mentioned her. So I had to go and dig a photo of us out. Because we only took about four or five. She has all the pictures, only like one or two. And she says, hmm. I'm cuter than she is. I'm like, yeah, you are. My hair is longer than she is, hers. I'm like, yeah. I got a better body than she does. And I'm like, I'm like she was going down the list. And I'm like, yeah, 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 okay. Let's put the picture away. Let's throw it away. No, no, no. I don't think we need to throw it away. Here, you hang on to it. Put it in your, your books. I'm like, she's like, so. I look better than she does, don't I? I'm like, yeah, you do. But <laughs> we basically had that little um, back and forth. For about a week. Fellas, don't let your game slip like that. <laughs> let the maitre d's know in the uh, wait staff up front just to address you. And um, let's see. Another thing is going to be approval by others, such as family and friends. Now, here's the thing, too. Some family and friends may have loved your ex and may look at you as being a bad person for dumping them. And so this new person, no matter who they are, they will never get the same respect or give as the other person received. So keep that in mind. There's some people that are just biased like that. They're not going to give anybody else a second chance or a first chance. It happens. Now, standards. And what I mean by that is, take for instance, a person may have dated out of their race in their past relationship, and they had a bad experience. So they decided to either go back to their race or go to another race but they're not with the same person of that past race. Please keep in mind, if they started defacing that person based on the race, that's a red flag for you. No matter what race you are, if you're the same race they are, you're next in order to be defaced, more than likely. Just keep that in mind. You'd be surprised how often that happens. All right.
You're looking for patterns. You're looking for patterns of behavior. If they start telling you that they had to break up with everybody that they dated, or if everybody broke up with them, there's a problem. It should be meted out about 50-50. Because there's some people you're gonna, gonna break up with you and some people you're gonna break up with. So it should be a 50-50 split. And let's see here. Just checking a few things in my list. Still waiting for a few people to give me the go ahead on the show. And what else we have here? Exclusivity. Now this is important. And what is mean what is meant by this is you want to make sure that you're exclusive. The X is out of the picture completely. It's just you and the new person. And sometimes that's very difficult for people to do. They will have those ride-alongs. Well, now you know you gotta you gotta accept my ex and me. No, I don't. Now they may keep the ex around for money lifestyle choices, you name it, because they know celebrities or whatever. Please keep that in mind. Another one, rules and boundaries. They might have set up certain rules and boundaries for you that the ex will be exempt from. Like for instance, that open mouth kiss that I told you about where the lady just went up and kissed this man just like she was his wife. The stricter boundary should pertain to the ex and not to you as the person who's currently being with them. If it is, something is seriously fucked up. And the last one, of course, obsession. If they have an obsessive uh, obsessive ex and this person's doing something like death threats, that kind of shit, your partner should let you know about this. You shouldn't be dating them. And believe it or not, a lot of people who may be exposed to this won't say anything because they feel as though they can't get a date if they told the truth. Remember the X factor I told you about? This is one of the elements of it. Deception. So, keep that in mind. It's not your problem that be attracted to somebody they can't get rid of. And fellas, don't go in there trying to be a damn hero over this woman. Because see, she started that relationship and that relationship existed before you came there. And you go try to stay in your ground you want to, you fuck around and go to jail over that man, over killing him or hurting him. She's gonna wind up fucking somebody else and you just be locked up with her problem. And and she'll be gone, doing her own, doing her own thing, and that'll be it. So you don't want to put yourself in that predicament because I know it sounds good, it looks good at first. You're her man, and she's telling you all this shit and bigging you up. You get your ass locked up. <laughs> she ain't putting no money on your books. She ain't coming to visit you. 
And her justification is, oh, I haven't known him long enough. You don't have any equity. You'd be locked up with a whole bunch of men for a very long time. That's a hell of a way to end a relationship, wouldn't it be? So don't put yourself in that predicament. You don't have to. So, if a woman tells you something like, well, you know, we got to watch out for my ex while we're on the date. If he shows up, uh, I'm going to call the police or whatever. I ain't got no time for that shit. Because here's the thing you have to realize. If she didn't tell you the full story before you guys went on a date, and while you're on the date, she's now revealing some things that may happen. When you take her ass home, that's the last time you need to see her. Drop her off, keep going. She's not going to do nothing but get you in trouble. Because there's a lot of other shit she hadn't told you about or won't tell you about in the future. And you're risking your life every time you're with her. Let's face it. We'll talk more in a moment. Now, in conclusion, what it comes down to, folks, is this. These are just some of the things you need to probably consider and look out for when you're dealing with someone who may have exes in the background or exes somewhere along the way where you may run into them. If you run into a flurry of exes where they're still single, hanging around, being a little bit too um, helpful, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. It's okay for people to have exes, but as long as they're what are called busy exes, in other words, they have relationships going, they're married, um, they have families, they are over you, they have moved on. So it's not a thing where a relationship is there. Things work out much better. That's the reason why a lot of my exes, that's the reason why it happened to this day. It's friends, along with their husbands. There's some that are single still. Jillian, she's single. And several others. But thing is, we've all come to that conclusion. Hey, the relationship didn't work. But we could still be civil, still be friends, still get along. But you have others that that's not the case. Now, some exes that are single, they want to go that extra mile for you. Oh, you need, I got you. You will have those too. Or ladies, you know you have them as far as you have men like that all the time. But here's the thing. When it comes down to dealing with a new person and putting your ex in a distance, the time away from that person that was your ex is valuable. That's your time to heal. It's your time, time to really focus on you, to look at what you need to do for you to make you a better person for yourself. Not for your next partner, for yourself first. See, one thing that you have to come to grips with, folks, 
when you're your young age, like your teens, going into your 20s, you're trying to impress people and you're trying to metamorphosize into all these different things in order to be more attractive, more appealing, more marketable. By the time you get into your 30s, you need to be coming out of that shit. By the time you get to your 40s, you are who you are. If you're not, you're pretty fucked up. By the time you're in your 40s, you should be able to say, okay, I like this, I don't like this, this is who I am, bam. One of the reasons why I was attracted to older women was because it seems as though they had a sense of direction. They weren't moved by every fad or trend. They were reliable, they were dependable. They would tell you their feet hurt. And that was the thing I liked about them the most. They were honest. And I found that the women that were in my peer group weren't as honest as those women were. Women in their 30s going into their 40s, shit, they were honest as hell. And I'll tell you another thing too, guys. They're not gonna be so demanding. And the reason why, especially with divorcees, see a lot of divorcees had to go out there and make it their own way after the marriage. So they know the cost of things. And they're more practical when it comes down to wasting money. They'll be the first to tell you, oh no, you don't need to buy me this. You don't need to do this. Let's do this. Far more efficient. You don't have to worry about getting them pregnant, for the most part. They know their bodies very well. Now, the only thing is, with an older woman, like if you're in your 20s, she's in her 40s, she's gonna try her best not to fall in love with your ass. She's gonna make up every reason. But if she does, I'm telling you, she's all in. And she's gonna hold you accountable just like a grown ass man in her paper. That's the distinction. She's not gonna look at you as a little boy. That's the reason why a lot of these women don't want to deal with younger men. Well, she's gonna give you husband responsibilities. That's the way that works. But in the long run, You'll learn a lot from them. And one thing you'll learn more than anything is to appreciate a woman in your peer group who has those same qualities of maturity. She's not gonna be the girl going out asking you to buy a $1,500 cell phone. She'll tell you something like, well, you know what, that $1,500, you know that can pay for my tuition over at junior college. Why don't I do that as opposed to taking that $1,500 on their phone? Then I can go and start my education and do better for myself and do better for us as a couple. That's the way those women think. Does this apply to every woman that's 30 and 40? Of course not. But what I'm saying is you will learn that these women are taking life a lot more seriously because they're older, They've, gone, they've gotten over themselves. They've gotten over that whole beauty shit. They're dealing with being a woman now. They're away from the Pollyanna bullshit. 
They're away from the light and shine and honor crap. They're away from the six star restaurants and all that bullshit. They're practical. Because many of them had to go into their purses and pay for themselves, pay for their children. So they know what the practicality of it is. And you'll find that these women are not starved for attention. They've already had the men chasing them and doing all their old crazy shit. So they know what they expect. They know what they're looking for. And these are some of the benefits of being with them. Now, the other thing too is this. When you're dealing with exes, If they're going to be in your life in any capacity, establish boundaries, hard boundaries. Because you will have relapses if you're not careful, the two of you. I learned that the hard way early on. I broke up with an ex one time and we wound up fucking the next day. It was pitiful. So, Set your boundaries. Because we were both so comfortable with being with each other. We were scared to get anybody new. But we knew we had to. Because what happens, you start getting comfortable. And you don't want to be too comfortable with an ex. Because I'm telling you, you'll fall right back into the whole routine of your relationship. It will happen. around the day to a lady one time she was divorced from my husband they live right down the street from each other her kids used to go right down the street stay with dad come back down the street stay with mom but something was going on that I didn't know about dad of course had a key to her place she had a key to his well dad was coming over hitting that ass at night But yeah, she had me on a straight and narrow. Having me dot all the I's and cross all the T's. In remedial class. Meanwhile, he come over dick slinging and just tan ass up. Oh, and then she got to that point of, uh, well, you know, when the kid's father is here, uh, it's best that you don't come over because I don't want to really upset him because I don't want his kid, him to think his kids are around somebody he doesn't know hmm fellas don't be serious about nobody that tells you some shit like that only thing she is is a fucking forget make sure you wear a condom not to get up right Fall in love with that if you want to. Because see, what you have to remember is the person who has the history with the individual has the advantage. No matter how you look at it. And it all depends on your partner. How do they deal with exes? Because if they fall in line with the way that they're thinking and 
they have that nexus. You got a pot to piss in, a window to throw it out of, or even a house that you can sit in to light a candle. You have nothing. So it all depends. There was a guy that wrote me, and he met this lady here in Vegas. And the woman was married. She'd been married four times. In the last marriage, she married a man who was already married and then did a divorce. So for the most part, that marriage was annulled. But she had two kids with him. Now, she expected him to deal with that bullshit. And this is one thing about Vegas that you will learn for those of you who don't live here. If you come here to date someone, make sure they're single. A lot of these women have multiple relationships going on at the same time. They may be best friends with the first husband, best friend with the second husband best friend was a third husband and now looking for a boyfriend and expect a man to navigate through all that shit poor life choices some people actually think that they're actually going to marry their way out of something that's wrong with them <laughs> the other problem is not the person that they're with And then you run into women that would say, like the 27-year-old I met here, she's in her 30s now, when I first got here. Had all those damn kids telling me it was easier to have a baby than to sustain a marriage. I'm sitting there and I'm looking, you can barely feed yourself, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but it's the mindset. You can't change that. You give them more money, they're just going to do more shit just like they've been doing. You can't change it. They would have to change. And I know many of you get frustrated because you found the right person, so you think, and then if that person just would not change. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I tell women all, all the time, quickest way to get rid of me, just tell me you're a Trump supporter. The only thing I'd have for you is just some dick and that's it. Get that. I don't even think I'd fuck you. Nope. That's a deal breaker for me big time. As I told you, not, not that I'm an ardent Biden supporter or anybody else. I don't support anybody on the, on the level that some of those Trump supporters do. And that's the shit that scares me. I'm not going to be in any motherfucker like that. I know there'll be questions for me going into heaven because I don't even put Jesus on that level. But you know what? 
That's where I'm wired. But in any case, folks, it comes down to what you're comfortable with. And each of us have a different comfort level. We have a different way of coping with things. And it varies from person to person. When we get in trouble, it's trying to use the one-size-fits-all template for people, especially when it comes to relationships. It's amazing. You go on TikTok and social media and you hear these people complain about dating and relationships. And just by what they say tells you where the problem is with them. Oh, there are no good men out there, blah, 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 blah. I hear that shit out. There are no good women out there, blah, blah, blah. And they just sit there and listen to their very words. And half of them tell on themselves as to why they can't get anyone. They look at a relationship like they're ordering fast food. <laughs> you can't. There's going to be shit you don't like that comes with that combo meal. There's going to be shit you got to compromise on and substitute. That's the way it goes. But usually the people that have the most problems are the ones that don't want to compromise. They want everything to be pristine, picture perfect, because that's what they were sold. It's not the reality. And then they get upset when the rubber doesn't meet the road. There was a guy on TikTok complaining because he went out with this woman and she was blonde hair, blue eyed. And when he got in bed, she had black hair between her legs. And he found out she wasn't a natural blonde. That was a deal breaker for him. like really do because she had black pubic hair she had platinum blonde hair stupid we got to remember the reason why many of these women make themselves up and use all these filters and shit they're competing against other women for men they want the attention And they want the envy of other women, but the attention of men. It's like with us men. We want the envy of other men and the attention of the woman. We want the guy to say like, I want to be like Mike. I want to be like Tiger Woods. I want to be like him. I've always been that guy. I want to be like myself. Yeah, I love the way Michael Jordan was talented. I love the way Dr. J was talented. I love the way all the rest of these other athletes were talented. But that's what they were good at. That's what they were blessed to have. And I'm proud of it. Should I be envious of it? Nope. There were guys that used to hang out with us. Shit. The kind of women I had compared to what those guys had, shit, was a drop in the bucket. But here's the difference. I was never envious of those guys. 
But there was another aspect to that. They had to keep that shit up. They had to have the newest car every year. They had to have the flashiest clothes every year. That's how they kept the women. Now, was I envious of that? Nope, not at all. Not at all. I was happy for him. See, that's one thing that I don't know, it's kind of weird about me. I'm happy to see people successful. I'm happy to see them make it. Genuinely happy. It's kind of weird. You know, like all of these people are looking at many of these celebrities that are falling now, falling out of grace. Some of them rightfully so because they didn't treat people well on the way up and now they're coming down. And there are others who did the right thing and they're constantly growing and going. Look at Magic Johnson. I remember when Magic first came with the Lakers. They came from Michigan State. There were some journalists making fun of the way he spoke. They were criticizing him about his language skills. I mean, his English was kind of drawn out and slow. And they tried to treat him like he was not educated. There was a guy rest his soul by the name of Chick Hearn. Took magic under his wings. And he did a lot of good in respect to having the media respect magic. Jerry Duffy did the same thing. Rest his soul as well. From the desert to the sea throughout all Southern California. And they saw how he played basketball. His personality started to show, started to smile. People loved magic. Even when he came down with HIV, they were hurt. People were hurt, they were actually sad. But he made it, he survived it. Now look at it. Businessman, decision maker. And there are plenty of other people like it that don't get the notoriety. They don't get, they don't get the press. They don't get the, me, the uh, media. There's a friend of mine by the name of Sammy Hames, rest his soul. He's playing old Negro baseball leagues for Kansas City Monarchs. Great mentor to me. I learned a lot from Sammy. Gave me a lot of knowledge. Things I didn't know when I first came to LA. I remember we were going down Central Avenue one day and he told me, he says, you see the street? I said, yeah. He said, it used to be where black folks couldn't drive on the street regularly. I'm like, huh? He said, yeah. He came to Los Angeles in the late 30s, early 40s. Learned a lot about that time. 
to have the celebrities and athletes used to have to stay in the same hotel. And of course, they face discrimination. There are good people out there, folks, far and in between. And the way you have to go through is getting past those people that are just in the trends and the hustle. It's difficult, but you got to do it on an individual basis. There's no one-step way of avoiding them. It's just the way it is. Well, folks, I got to go. It's been a pleasure. And guess what I'm going to do? Talk to you guys tomorrow because I got to do an interview tonight. Take care. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth. Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.